My friends, today I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, and happy Thanksgiving. My name is C.J. Coppersmith, and I live just down the street a bit from the parish. I'm in the ordination process with our diocese, and thus interning here at Trinity, and thus here talking with you today on this strangest of thanksgivings. Parish interns are charged with certain tasks. Among mine are to conduct this Thanksgiving service and also to conduct a Blue Advent service in December, a service where it is recognized that happy holiday times can magnify burdens and loss for some. As we worked on this service, we soon realized that there are ways in which this might be something of a blue Thanksgiving service as well. This day that should bring relatives from afar gathered for a common meal, warm embraces, and long, close conversation will instead for many bring separation, navigating interstate quarantine requirements, CDC recommendations, and Zoom calls, where we only see one another through a glass darkly. And where is the thanks in that? Give thanks in all things in the Greek is give eucharisteite in all things. Did you hear that Eucharist part? Give Eucharist in all things. Paul was driving the Thessalonians toward sharing, toward community, and toward love. It was indeed a Eucharistic charter. Paul's words are guidance as to how we are to be in our community and in our communion, whether near or far, inside or outside, in person or over Zoom. We have a calling can we be persons for which others will give thanks? In our reading from Luke, we find the encounter between Jesus and 10 lepers. Managing leprosy, which had no cure other than isolation and was diagnosed by a temple priest using guidance from Leviticus, was the social distancing and COVID testing of Jesus' day. Jesus healed the ten lepers, but only the Samaritan leper understood the magnitude of what happened and fell down before Jesus, thanking him. On the grand scale of things, out of the ten, it was only the Samaritan who was truly, deeply, and eternally healed. Disease is not new to Christianity, and we know that various diseases and plagues have had a sustained presence through much of the last 2,000 years. In our time, we have grown used to diseases being warded off by medical science and practices of public health. We place our faith in modern medicine's curative power. But modern medicine is a young science, and sometimes its powers are limited. When these hopes fall short, and they sometimes do, 
our real faith, our eternal hope, lies with God. So here we are. How can we be creatures of thankfulness and bringers of thankfulness in this time and on this day? Let me give an example. I once knew a priest who, as a student, had worked with Mother Teresa in her hospital in Calcutta. It was a place of overwhelming illness and a place of little hope. The student priest, who was a remarkably good soprano, was humming while she was changing sheets. Mother Teresa walked by and turned on her and admonished her, saying, Don't hum! Sing! I think that is being as communion. It is bringing light and bringing thankfulness into darkness. But my friends, today is Thanksgiving Day in Massachusetts, not a bad day in Calcutta, and not a sick day in Israel. The first Thanksgiving for the pilgrims in Plymouth, who reached Cape Cod 400 years ago, was no picnic. They were far from their families, friends, and neighbors whom they might never see again. They came here on faith alone and suddenly found themselves off the grid, whatever grid there was in 1620, with no way to support themselves. They described their new home in Plymouth as a dark and dismal swamp. Many died from hunger and disease, and their community was often in turmoil. But they learned survival skills, hunting and farming through the kindness of friendly Native Americans. One year later, in 1621, only half of the pilgrim population had survived, but their first corn crop was successful and they gave thanks to God. It was a cookout, dinner outside, friendship among strangers, survivors of loss, distance, and disease. To be honest, I think that the first Thanksgiving had a fair amount in common with today's Thanksgiving. It is a difficult time it is a frightening time. Our virus-stricken, economically questionable, and Zoom-encumbered Thanksgiving Day drives that home. I ask that we take our fears, our frustrations, and our concerns on this day, and as we said in my forest town, give it on over to the Lord. And let us give thanks to the Lord at the same time. Always we have the accompaniment of God. And as the general thanksgiving reminds us, we are given the means of grace and the hope of glory. Let that sustain us. And so, my friends, in closing, I'm not saying, hey, we're Christians, buck up. Our concerns and our fears and our frustrations are real. I am saying faith up, pray up, and thank up.
it will be our strength. Today, let's remember and cherish and enjoy and be with our loved ones in any way that we can. And I bid you, see that none render evil for evil, hold fast to that which is good, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all things. Amen.